0: Welcome to Church on the Hill. We're so glad you're here. I'm Pastor Paul. That's my beautiful wife, Elizabeth. As uh, Pastor Justin said, we're so glad you chose us today. The Lord is here. The Lord has got a word for you today. You've come in here and you're needing help. Um, Join the crowd. Uh, We need help. But I'm going to do something a little bit fun this morning. Um, I I like to give quotes, and I've not given quotes in quite a while, uh, usually just inspiring quotes. But a guy died this week, Yogi Berra, that died and he was one of the funniest guys with some of, the, some of the funniest quotes ever, in my opinion. But I do want to make clear, I've given some Yogi Bear quotes before, and I've had someone come out to me and said, that Yogi Bear, he really is a funny guy, isn't he? And I'm not quoting Yogi Bear. <laughs> I'm quoting a former um, catcher for the uh, New York Yankees back in the days of Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle and and back during that time, Yogi Berra just passed away a couple days ago. And I want to, you're going to know some of his expressions and I just want to give you a couple of them. It ain't over till it's over. And let me just say for a minute, listen for just a second. Because these are these are sayings that are kind of obvious with a lot of depth. So just just follow me just for a minute. I've got a few. It's like deja vu all over again. I'm telling you, you're going to have to think for just a second. Nobody goes there anymore because they're so crowded. See, it takes a minute. You can kind of feel the wave of thought going, oh. Baseball is 90% mental and the other half is physical. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. A nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. (laughs) Always go to other people's funeral. Otherwise, they won't come to yours. (laughs) You better cut the pizza in four slices because I'm not hungry enough for six. The future ain't what it used to be. It gets late early out here. Pair up in threes. <laughs> it was impossible to get a conversation going. Everybody was talking too much. I don't know if they were men or women fans running around naked across the field. They had bags over their heads. <laughs> I'll end with this one. I never said most of the things I said just what, what what wittiness and he said that he never knew he was saying them when he said them you know it's not like he sat around and tried to think of these sayings but I want you to know that God has blessed you with creativity with uniqueness um, it's just amazing the potential that sits where you're sitting uh, and until you buy into that that potential kind of just stays kind of dormant and you've got great potential I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit we've been talking about following Christ. The church has been called to follow Christ. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus asked some of the disciples to, hey, quit what you're doing, leave the boat, quit fishing, and come follow me. As they followed him, they followed the man, Jesus, in the flesh, The Son of God in the flesh as a man walking this earth. They followed the man, watched what he did, watched how he preached, watched how he taught, watched how he interacted with people. How they interacted together at dinner and and what they just did in, in uh, in the rooms where the doors were closed. Watched him heal the sick. Watched him forgive people. Watched him forgive people of their sins. And then he they watched him die on a cross for our sins. Didn't really understand it. But then they saw him arise. He's not dead. He came back and they saw him, saw the holes in his hand. And then he broke this message to them and said, I'm leaving. I've asked you to leave everything. I've asked you to follow me. You followed me. Now I'm leaving, but I must go. It's better for you that I go. That I send another, that I send the Holy Spirit to you. And that's where we are. If you kind of feel lost after this morning, go back and listen to the podcast and catch back up. But what we've been focusing on is how as Christians, and we've been called to follow Christ. A Christian is a Christ follower. We do not have Jesus Christ, the man in the flesh, to follow. We have been given his Spirit. And his Holy Spirit has been so confusing inside the church that we think of him as this... Um, weird outbreak that happens sometimes in some of the wild churches or, or uh, this powerful thing to tap into when, when, whenever we have an emergency. But you can see that we have placed the Holy Spirit over on the side where Jesus' whole message was to place the Holy Spirit in the center of you. That we would receive the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is not weird. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. And that's where we've been. And last week we looked at some misconceptions of the Holy Spirit as well as some scriptures that show us that the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is a part of that Holy Trinity. We saw last week from scripture that the Holy Spirit breathed life into you and me. And that the Holy Spirit was present during the time of creation. But we also have learned that the the Father, the Son, and the Spirit all have different functions but are one God. Out of those three, the one that we have is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was poured out onto all flesh. And if we will allow him to, he comes in It says that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And we have the ability, if we will receive, for that Spirit to come into our heart. I so struggled in my whole life of walking with Christ, this concept of asking Jesus into my heart. But it was never Jesus the man, it was the spirit. And the second that revelation came, I got it. I do have that spirit in me. He is here, he is with me. But I want you to know that our flesh, this body is not redeemed. In fact, our flesh, our body is getting worse and worse every day. If you don't believe me, take a picture of you today and go look, take another picture of you in a year and look at the difference. And then put 10 years on that. Then put 20 years on that and it really gets fun. Really, that's what you used to look like? Yeah, I I used to look like that. But our spirits are redeemed. We we learn from Wednesday night That as we see that our spirits are redeemed, that says in Scripture, and I've even given, the Lord says, I've given you a guarantee that your spirit is redeemed because I've given you my spirit. And I want you to know his spirit will never die. We have his spirit. We will never die. We will not die. Our bodies are going to die. Our bodies are going to stay here on earth. But our spirit will live forever. Our spirits are redeemed and they are in the exact likeness and image of Jesus. But our souls are in the process of being redeemed. But our physical bodies have not yet experienced redemption. We will lose this physical body and we will be given a heavenly body. It's going to be neat. But have you ever noticed how in the flesh, how in the natural, we get tired of stuff? If you guys have been coming to the Holy Spirit class, you heard the the speaker, John Bevere, say, what about buying a new car? You know you save up your money you get so excited you do all your research you go find the deal and you buy the car and in just an hour you're regretting oh no did I do the right thing and then after a week it's old news it's not even that exciting anymore yeah I got a cool new car but I may have a payment or I just spent my savings and what happens next and all of a sudden we start to worry about it why because this is the nature of unredeemed flesh. It doesn't last. It doesn't last. I want you to think about at, at the beginning of the year when you make New Year's resolutions, you get all excited. Most of the time, somebody wants to do a diet or you want to go join a, a, a Planet Fitness or a, a membership. It's so funny at the first of the year because the, the gym is full, it's hilarious. You can't get a treadmill. And everybody just says, just wait a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, they'll all be available again. Why? Because you get tired. Your flesh takes over your intention and your excitedness. Our flesh is dying. Our flesh is getting worn out. It, it ta- well, what about marriage? Think about Marriage. We get excited, we're excited, we're courting each other, we're pouring our hearts into each other. We get married, it's great. A year goes by, still doing pretty good, then a couple years go by and it's like, Ugh. Why? Because if you stay in that flesh mode, it's going to deteriorate. We learned again from this book that we're going through that there are three levels of relationship. There's the physical, there's the soul, and then there's the spiritual. I ran out of index fingers. I don't know if y'all watched that, but that was <laughs> the physical is the most um, shallow. Think about uh, your your relationship to your spouse. More than likely, it started off in a physical with a physical relationship. Meaning, I am attracted physically to my wife, which I totally am. I still totally am. But that relationship will not last if that's as far as we go. Unfortunately, so many times people get married just based on the physical. And then as our lives progress, and I'm sorry, we've been married 23 years, I do not look like I used to look. If we had stayed there, that would have dwindled and faded away. But there's a couple other ways to grow, and we started to grow in the soul, I start to get to know who she is. We start, I start to, we start to get deeper and deeper in our relationship. And ultimately, where we want to go is into the spiritual, which we still work on. But that spiritual relationship will not die. It will not deteriorate. If we will stay on top of it, it will not die. But so many times, our relationship stays in that physical And it's why sometimes, if you've ever seen relationships that started off with a long distance relationship, far apart, how strong they wind up becoming because they kind of bypass the physical. The physical comes later, they connect by the soul. It's why even these internet relationships are so dangerous. Because you start to connect by the soul. You've not even seen the person, but you start to really connect. It's very dangerous when you really get to a a depth of relationship, when it's especially inappropriate. Are you all with me? But it's like God is saying here, Jesus, as he's leaving, that the Lord is saying to us, I'm not revealing myself to my people physically. I'm going to make a way for them to commune with me by my spirit so they can really know me. Do you remember that I've talked about over the last few weeks that if you and I were to sit down at lunch, we could have a conversation and I could say something to you and you could take it the wrong way. That could be based on your past history, maybe past relationships, maybe someone just cut you off on the road and you're upset. Uh, Maybe I am giving off a vibe that is ugly. But we have this human flesh filter that causes us to get things wrong sometimes any any of you spouses ever been taken the wrong way hey honey how, how do I look you look fine fine <laughs> and in my heart it's like man you look like a million bucks like a 10 oh my gosh but I said fine and I probably said it in a way that did not get taken the right way. She, this hasn't happened to us. I, my wife is beautiful. I try very hard to tell her how beautiful she is. But it's easily taken wrong. With the spirit, I want you to know that it, if I could have her spirit, I would know her heart by what she meant by that. She would know my heart. Ooh, His fine really means, oh, my gosh, she really thinks I look great. But she doesn't have that. Can you imagine if you had your spouse's spirit? I think that we probably wouldn't be together. You know what I mean? I mean, we just have tendencies of having thoughts that we shouldn't have, and I don't want to know some of the thoughts, right? Do you see that the only spirit we've been given is the Holy Spirit who is perfect? Perfect. That spirit that we've been given is perfect. That's why if we ever allow another spirit to come in, it is completely damaging. It's demonic. It will steer you off the road and stomp on you when you hit the ground. But we've been given the Holy Spirit. It's like God is saying, I'm going to have a long-distance relationship with the ones that I love so they can really get to know my heart. His word says, you cannot know God without knowing his spirit. You cannot know the thoughts of God. Vaughn, I was hoping you wouldn't wear that shirt today. I was doing good until I saw that Florida shirt on, and it's all I can do. I thought I had made it, and then there you are right front and center with that shirt on. That is just so depressing. And it's all because, Luke, you weren't here, but your brother and sister were here. I gave you all such a hard time over Alabama. I think I'm paying for it because of what I did to you all last week. So it's all my fault. Um, But we get the spirit of God. We get the spirit of Christ. I get the spirit of Christ. I, I want you to know the Lord has just really been speaking to me. And he spoke to me again yesterday about this whole thing about having power over sin. You know, how many of you really struggle with that scripture of that he's given us the power over sin? Why? Because you do. Our flesh and in our natural, we cannot do it. We cannot do it. That power that sin has over us, we have a sin nature, will always overtake us. But as long as I have the spirit of God and I'm following that spirit, I have the ability to turn from that. I can't do it on my own, but with the Spirit of God, I want you to know, it's not that I just have a guy with me, but all the pressure is still on me. I have him in me. Do you see the great advantage of not having the man, but having the Spirit? I have the ability to say no because of the Spirit of God. As a church, we are the bride of Christ, and and God is preparing us for this marriage with Him. And He is allowing us to go to this deepest level, spiritual level, that we can know Him. That we can know Him. It's why Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, He said, From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. We no longer know him according to the flesh. The flesh, the man, is gone. We know him according to the spirit. I can know his heart. I have the mind of Christ in me. I still have my mind. But because I have the Spirit of God, I have His mind. We know Him by the Spirit. There was a time when Christ was revealed in the flesh, but no longer. We know Him by the Spirit. But if we neglect to enter into this communion with the Spirit, we deny ourselves the opportunity to know the Son. Now, I want you to listen to me. You cannot know God if you do not know His Spirit. You can be in the word, you can study the Bible all you want. But if you don't know his spirit, you don't know God. What what does that mean? Heathens can read the Bible. Unsaved can read the Bible, and they do. But it says that if we do not know his spirit, we do not know him. You guys with me? I can know him. The Spirit searches all things within the heart and mind of God to reveal Jesus to us. If you want a deeper relationship with God, you must move from the superficial knowledge of Him and into this journey of knowing Him. Not just knowing the Word. And we need to know the Word. Listen, if y'all have followed my preaching for the last 10 years, you know the Word is our primary way of hearing God. Primary. You must have the word, but we must couple that word with the Spirit. If we don't, then our ability to to understand that word is left on our physical ability, and it's not good. If I will allow the Spirit to teach me His word, I start to take on His thoughts. My thoughts are at this low level of learning. I'm not dumb, but compared to Him... There's a, lot, there's a huge gap. We must get the Spirit. And this journey is only possible by the Spirit. And that's why we cannot hold to traditions, customary patterns of thought related to the Holy Spirit that are not deep-rooted in the Word of God. When we allow, hear me church, when we allow misconceptions personal biases, or negative experiences to skew our understanding of the Spirit, we will never fully be able to walk and follow Him in the way that He's called us to. We will never be able to fully know who He is. And church, this has been me. I have had this misconception of who the Holy Spirit is. I have had these worldly programmings that have gotten me off. And part of it has been by the church. Amen. (laughs) Uh, We cannot know God apart from His Spirit. But I believe that we can have such a relationship with the Spirit of God that I begin to desire what He desires. That I can literally feel what He feels. It is the most amazing thing that I can discover an intimacy with the Lord that I have never encountered. But you have to seek the Spirit of God and walk in close communion with Him. So I want to ask you, how can you know Him? How can you know the Holy Spirit like I'm talking about? By reading his word and by spending time in his presence. You know, there's a difference in me reading someone's biography than reading the biography and spending time with the person. How many times have you read somebody's work and had questions? And if you could meet with the person, they fulfill, they fill in the, the, the words, the, 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 the questions, they fill it in for you. So we read his word and spend time in his presence. Do you know that he will draw near to you if you will draw near to him? Do you remember with Moses? Moses went up on the mountain, and Moses was a very unique prophet in that God spoke directly to him, face to face. He had the bush. God spoke directly to him. And after God had spoken to him on the mountain, he came down, and he was literally glowing. And the people were like, uh... Something's different about you. And if you don't mind, cover it up. Put something on. That makes me feel different. Um, That makes me feel uncomfortable. Cover up your face. And you know, I believe that that's the same thing that we've done with the Holy Spirit has said I kind of need a buffer. Holy Spirit, you stay right there and we're, we're going to kind of buffer you right here. Both sides, we're, we're, we're just going to kind of buffer you right here. But I believe that this, this kind of summarizes what the Lord has said to me over the last couple months. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Now, we're going to stay on the scripture until I close. But I want you to catch something. That whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. It doesn't say whenever someone turns to the church. Or whenever someone turns to a concept Or whenever someone turns to a teaching. Or whenever someone turns to a worldview. It says whenever someone turns to the Lord. I want you to know that when the spirit of God comes in and starts starts affecting your thoughts, starts really to pour into your life. He will start breaking down those lies that you have accepted. Now, I'm just talking specifically about the Holy Spirit. And I have believed a lot of lies that we need to to keep the Spirit over here because somebody's going to have a Holy Ghost uh, fit and run half the church off. Right? I know you can relate. I know I'm not talking foreignly. I'm not speaking French here. I know that you get that. Or we've done just the opposite and and, uh, uh, allowed... Previous experiences to cause us to run around like a chicken with our head cut off in the spirit. Oh, I was just filled with the spirit, so I acted like that. Well, I want to ask you again, if the spirit is the spirit of Jesus, would Jesus have acted like that? Because they will not conflict. However, the spirit, when we get filled with the spirit, the spirit is going to Move. And we need to be ready for our box to be extended because God is desiring people to get healed and to get free. It doesn't say that wherever people turn to a, to a religious activity, the veil is taken away. It says whenever people turn to the Lord. And when people turn to the Lord, freedom comes. We don't just get to grab hold of this where the spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. Yeah, I should have freedom. No, When you turn to the Lord, the veil is removed. And when the veil is removed, freedom comes. The spirit of the living God comes. And these lies that we have bought into, that the spirit is kooky, that the spirit is weird, that tongues and miracles and and healings and raising the dead are all in the past. And that doesn't need to happen anymore. Please just let me stay in my little pew and sing my song and do my religion like I want and go home. Don't bother me. That's where the church is. And the Lord says, whoa, you don't have to be afraid of me. Jesus wasn't scary. He didn't walk around like the grim reaper. I'm going to fry you and I'm going to fry you and and go wild at Walmart. No, he walked in complete love complete love. If the Holy Spirit isn't releasing a spirit of love, we have missed it. Now, I'm talking from both sides of the fence here. We need to to pursue the spirit, but recognize, listen, when he comes, he's going to move. And I desire a move of God, but I don't desire it more than I desire him. I don't need a move of God. I need God. Do you hear me? We have been after the move. We've been after the move. And we've missed the Spirit of God. I need the Spirit. I need the heart of the Lord. The only way that I can love the unlovable is with the heart of God. I never was called to love the unlovable without the heart of God. We must, we must receive the real spirit of Christ. So can we pause just a minute as I close? And I just want you to just meditate on this word just for a moment and allow the spirit of God to work in your heart. This is not something to be taken lightly. I want you to see something here. For someone To turn to the Lord. I want you to think, okay, that's me. The the Lord is speaking to me. That I'm that someone. If someone turns to the Lord. Do you know it's almost impossible to change a man or a woman's heart? It's almost impossible. And what I'm talking about here is a true change of heart. And I don't care if you've been saved for 40 years or you've been saved for four minutes or you've never been saved. It is only the Lord that can turn that heart. And for you to say, I know everybody's like that, but I can turn my heart easy. You've already been deceived. You're already there. I want to encourage you to say, okay, God, do I need to have my heart turned? Do I have a veil that is over my eyes that I do not see complete truth? And Holy Spirit, I just ask you, the Spirit of truth, to lead me and guide me out of that lie. And to show me by your spirit and by your word. We must hear it directly. Because communicated knowledge will not be the same as revealed knowledge. I ask you, Lord, to speak to everyone here individually. Show us that veil. Because, Lord, I had a veil over my head. And I didn't know it. My heart was right. I wasn't against you. I just didn't have all the information. In Jesus' name, I ask for revealed revelation of your Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to have the Spirit over here on the side and be afraid of it. But we're not looking for the outworkings of the Holy Spirit. We're looking for the Spirit of Christ in our heart to lead us and to guide us. As you turn right now, church, would you ask the Lord to remove any mindset, any veil that has kept you from experiencing His presence? And I want you to know that as he removes that veil, oh, it's, an, it's unbelievable. I'm not a big woo-woo guy, but it is just awesome. Father, in Jesus' name, I come against any lies that have been planted in our hearts about you and about your spirit. And Lord, I ask you just to forgive us of stigmas that we've placed on your spirit. And just ask you, Lord, just to renew our hearts. Fill our hearts with your spirit again. You may be here today and you may say, Pastor, I've never received Christ as my Lord and Savior. Now is the time. He is talking to you. He's been loving on you all service. And the scripture says that all have fallen short of God's glory. Everyone, including me, a big me. But if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. He says, I stand at the door and knock, and if you will just open the door, I will come in. That's his spirit. Would you receive him? Church, those of you that have prayed that prayer before, would you just ask the Lord to remove any veil that you have? Spirit of God, come and reveal truth. Just thank you bless you, change our hearts change our hearts while you're still praying and seeking after the Lord, do you need prayer? if you need prayer, I want you just to lift your hand up prayer for healing, prayer for finances, prayer for a job prayer for your marriage prayer for relationships, I see those hands keep, keep them up just for a second, everybody look up just for a second, I want you to see who needs prayer now I want to ask y'all all stand up, it says that where two or more gathered, he is here, he also said that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in us And we're just going to pray together. Would you just extend out your hand, and let's just pray together for those that are in need. I just thank you, Lord, that you already know the needs that that the hands of our, that just came up. In fact, you know them better than even the person that raised their hand. But I thank you that the Spirit of God is here as though that Jesus in the flesh were standing here. And Lord, that same power you so desire to move in this place. Will you just pray with me out loud? Father, in Jesus' name meet those needs, bring healing in Jesus' name, bring financial healing in Jesus' name, bring marriage healing in Jesus' name, bring relationship healing in Jesus' name. I just thank you, Lord. Those that are just covered up with stress and about to, just about to lose it, that you would just bring peace. That we would seek you and this veil would be removed and when you remove that veil, you come with peace and joy and love just thank you Spirit of God that you are here and I thank you that one can put a thousand to flight two can put ten thousand to flight and Lord right now we are just driving off the enemy and your provision is coming in Jesus name bless you Lord we just bless you Lord break down every religious stronghold that we have received as truth we just break that down right now in Jesus name say come in Holy Spirit show us the way to go. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Justin.